0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica. Oh, things are getting messy, like toxic waste dump messy, and it's all over sports. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go!
1: You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What?
2: Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it
1: up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavicka live on ESPN 106.3. All right,
0: let's go around the room. Just a little poll, a Ken Lavicka live poll. Is it badass or is it cowardice? To go to a different hemisphere to torture your team's front office. Theo, is it badass or is it cowardice to go to an entirely different hemisphere to burn your team to the ground? Also because of
1: Repeat that because
0: Stone didn't have your mic up.
1: Okay, great. Thanks, Stone. Speaking uh, of
0: messes, this show.
1: <laughs> I'll go cowardice, man. Mainly because the delivery was kind of soft. It's pretty cowardice.
0: Uh, Stone. Make sure your mic is on. Check, check. There we go. Cowardice or badass to fly halfway around the world to take
3: five sticks of TNT to your NBA organization? I think it's kind of badass, right? I mean, James Harden knows how social media works. He knew it would uh, make its way to the state's lickety split, and he did so. Uh, James Harden... He of the
0: former NBA MVP, he of one of the key pieces of the failed Philadelphia 76ers, he had an Adidas event in China. And so this was in China evening time, I believe, because this dropped. This happened early morning here for us here in South Florida, Palm Beach County, in the Treasure Coast. Uh, I will assist you. I will be your audio assistant because the audio, it wasn't, uh, it was a wide open room that this man was speaking in at this Adidas event. Uh, so uh, it echoed and the audio is not superb. So I'll walk you through it because I do this for the people. James Harden taking Daryl Morey, Philadelphia 76ers GM, the man who brought him to Houston to help elevate James Harden into an MVP. Daryl Morey. Well, he's on James Harden's bad side, and James Harden made sure everybody knew that the relationship between Harden and Maury is officially dead. Listen to this from James Harden in China this morning. Maury is a liar, and I will never be of an Start it. Stop it right there. Daryl Morey is a liar, <laughs> and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. But James Harden didn't stop there. There's more. We
3: said it again. Daryl Morey
0: is a liar, and I will
3: never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, he flat out said in part one of our audio adventure with James Harden, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Then he added, let me say that again. Mm. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. And that last part was met with raucous applause. Yeah. So Theo, when I see this, this was not a one-off. I'm upset I have not received what appears to be a contract offer or extension like I believe Daryl Morey was going to give me. There had been reports that there was an agreement that James Harden would go ahead and receive an extension in the offseason. Then he requested a trade to the Clippers. And then this past weekend, the 76ers said, no, we expect him to be in training camp. That again, according to sources, and according to reports, James Harden said not once, but twice. After a dramatic pause, Mm. twice, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. The Philadelphia 76ers are officially an abject mess.
1: Officially? So it just started today? Well, they have
0: been, but I think that those in and around Philadelphia are delusional and wanted to believe that they were still a team that could compete for an NBA championship. That is... Ain't it? And not even Joel Embiid, the great NBA MVP, Joel Embiid, the prospect of playing with him and continuing on this championship journey. Not even that will bring James Harden back. The 76ers are the epitome of a mess.
1: James Harden is failing to see what his standing is in the NBA currently. James Harden is... is Part of this backlash and part of his whole outburst this summer and thinking he's going to get the way that he always has done in the past is him still seeing himself as, as you recommended and talked about earlier, MVP James Harden mm-hmm. that Daryl Morey wouldn't pluck from Oklahoma Those City. Those days are
0: long gone.
1: It's long behind him. Not only is he not that caliber of player in the NBA, he's no longer the best player on his team, and it's not even close because they have MVP Joel Embiid. So what he's doing right now um, and and the way that he thinks Daryl Morey should be moving in his favor is the epitome of delusion. And I do feel kind of bad for him. I feel bad. I pity James Harden as a guy who, again, he's he's really impacted the economy in my hometown of Houston, Texas. He supported some women through their way through college mm-hmm. with the big contracts he signed. Many women and spent plenty of bread. He's opened up a couple restaurants and bars in Houston that do well. So I mean, much love to James Harden. I pity him. Because he's really out of touch with where he stands in well, the league right it's now. It's
0: clear. The Sixers don't want to pay him. Uh, they don't believe he's worth what he feels he's worth. The Clippers don't really want to trade for him, uh, which is not at where, a high price. He, where, yeah, right. They where, him for free. Where he demanded he be traded by the 76ers. James Harden doesn't really have much value, and now he's mad. And so he's a mess. And the Sixers are a mess. Mm. Uh, who's more of a mess, James Harden or the Sixers? Because what are the Sixers? Without James Harden, uh, I mean, is he is he as good as he has been? No. Can he still put up a random 30, 40-point outing in a playoff game? Yeah, like he did game one of the Boston Celtics, and then that spurred Stone LeBanowitz to embarrassingly yell at me, <laughs> saying that, of course, he can continue that. Of course, he can do it again. And then he didn't do it again. Uh Who's more of a mess, James Harden or the Sixers as a team now?
1: It's clearly the Sixers because the Sixers are the ones that still has expectations. They still have to uh, appease a guy in Joel Embiid who's an MVP who is like a few moments away from probably requesting a trade of his own. And that's something Daryl Morey can't ignore, can't uh, just side skirt like he's doing James Harden. James Harden's not a mess. He's just old. He's just past his prime.
0: We've all been there. And, and well, yeah. not you and not Stone. I've been. there. <laughs> we've all I've been, been there.
1: No, I mean, in certain. We've all been there in certain areas. Like I, I remember when I was really good at math. Like now I suck at it. Like, <laughs> I there's certain things. Sometimes when you're past that point and you still have that self confidence and belief that you are that that you're misjudging your like you said your value. Your actual value is not what you perceive it to be. And sure. James Harden isn't a mess. He's just past his prime.
0: Now this is all part of a bigger mess, in my opinion, because uh, do you recall, Stone, do you recall Damian Lillard ever coming out and saying, hey, Blazers GM Joe Cronin, he's a liar, and I'll never play for him again. He's a liar, and I'll never play for him again. Joe Cronin, uh, who made me public promises, at least three of them, about what he was going to surround me with about what he was going to do for me in free agency, about what he was going to do at the draft. It's on record. We all heard it with our human ears, and not one of those things happened that he said publicly he was going to do for me. Joe Cronin is a liar, and I will never play for him again. Have you heard at any event or in a rap song, Damian Lillard say anything like that? No, I have not. No. Damian Lillard, what he did do is he requested a trade, after giving Joe Cronin and the Blazers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chances to do one thing, they said they were going to do to help put Damian Lillard in a more advantageous position to win with the Portland Trail Blazers after a decade, and he finally had enough. You broke, you broke the most amenable superstar in the NBA who wanted. More than any superstar, I think, in the last 20 years, his team to finally show him a reason to stay. Mm. And they didn't. And so finally he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take power into my own hands, coming off of one of my greatest statistical seasons of my life at 32 years old, and I'm going to request a trade, and I want my preferred destination. My want is the team that always finds its way into a championship position because it's so well run in the Miami Heat. And what did that earn him? Admonishment, scorn, vilification by randoms and by casuals who declare themselves basketball fans. But as soon as a player tries to do something for him, it's power to the ownership, power to the front office. It's disgusting behavior by those people. And then the NBA piling on and warning Damian Lillard and warning his agent, only doing his job for his client, that the way they were going about their business was unprofessional and would result in punishment if they're caught doing it again. That, to me, is the biggest mess. That this guy, James Harden, did the same exact thing that Damian Lillard did in Portland, despite the fact Damian Lillard has a much better stance and much more leverage to deal from And has been much more patient than James Harden. And is a better player than James Harden. James Harden did the same thing Damian Lillard did. I want to trade, and I want the Clippers. James Harden, who has a history of holding his franchises hostage. See the Rockets. See the Nets. See the Philadelphia 76ers. All Damian Lillard did, say, hey, I think I've done so much Please just send me somewhere where I can end my career with a chance at a ring, because it's not happening here. And the Blazers are holding him hostage. The NBA has unfairly punished him or threatened to punish him. Meanwhile, James Harden today is in China taking a blowtorch to his GM, his front office, the 76ers organization, and it's crickets. It's crickets. The NBA is a mess. And the double standard, and I can't believe this exists, the double standard between Damian Lillard and James Harden is stunning. How is that even possible? And there's only one reason I can think. Because the Damian Lillard situation involves the Miami Heat.
1: That's a part of it. That's going to be a big part of it. And it... As a person that tries to keep myself away from that conversation because it's an easy one to fall into because the Heat do seem to be and Miami-area teams there, seem to
0: be. There is an anti-NBA bias against the Heat. There, yeah. Today especially, yeah. like that just reinforces what we already but, know, what we've been talking about. This is a Heat thing. Here's another
1: thing. Another layer to this conversation is James Harden is also a veteran at doing this. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran at forcing his way out of situations. Even his verbiage that he used in China – He's, he didn't say I won't play for the 76ers. He said I won't play for a team that Daryl Morey yeah. is associated so with. If so if Daryl
0: Morey gets fired, right. then all of a sudden James, is, hey, Philly, city of brotherly love. Love you, Embiid.
1: Which he knows the Sixers aren't gonna fire Daryl Morey, number one. And then also at the at the same token, he can always tell the NBA or the league office or whatever, you know, body that tries to criticize him for his moves and his words that he never said he wouldn't honor his contract. He just wants his GM fired. Right. So I just think James Harden has gone about it in a way where he knows he can at least – he knows what lines to cross and which ones not to, and he's continuing to do that. I think as we get closer and closer to training camp and closer and closer to him going out there and tanking mid-games like what he did in Houston and in Brooklyn, then the league might be able to get involved. And I don't even think he gave them enough this morning. To Get involved yet,
0: but but as soon as Damian Lillard dares for the first time in his career, yeah, exhibit some sort of empowerment because it involves the heat, it's uh, oh, oh, no, no, Adam Silver put the brakes on that. Ah, Damian Lillard, he deserves what he gets. He signed that contract, he signed that oh, James Harden. He 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 opted in, uh, like he did literally weeks ago. He opted in with the Sixers literally weeks ago. Also, But we're just like, oh, that's James being James. That's just the beard, man. It's what he does. The the promises that Daryl Morey,
1: uh, quote-unquote, made James Harden were all behind closed doors. Because remember, it was when James Harden took that pay cut for some salary cap maneuvering. A little bit of manipulation, which the, is illegal. right? The
0: theor- and the NBA yeah, looked wink, at wink. it because the theory is yeah. the Sixers were like, don't worry, man, we're going to take care of you. Right. That's, that, that's illegal.
1: And that's what James Harden is alluding to now by saying Daryl Morey is a liar. I mean, we get it. Like we, Of course, all these things are alleged, but as NBA fans and people that follow this league, we know these wink-wink deals happen all the time. James Harden is pretty much outwardly saying he lied to me about hooking me up on the back end. We don't even have to to look for some wink winks or anything when it comes to Joe Cronin and Damian Lillard. Right, It's the all promises on he tape. made. Yeah, they're they're on record. Lillard doesn't have to tell us he's a liar. He's proven to be
0: a liar. He said this. He, uh, Joe Cronin literally said in a press conference that the Blazers were going to be in super duper win now mode. Yeah, that's a verbatim quote. I didn't make it up. That's Joe Cronin's words. And then they failed. That was before a trade deadline. They failed to make any trades. And then he said something similar in free agency. And then they didn't make Not any a... impact sign-ins in free agency. Oh, they
1: re-signed Jeremy Grant. Yeah.
0: And 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 Jeremy Grant, I would be wondering <laughs> if if they re-signed Jeremy Grant under the illusion that, oh, Jeremy, don't worry. like Dame's coming back, dude. Like, Or uh, Dame's coming back. Jeremy ain't worried. He wanted the bag. Yeah. He got, what, the $36 million or something yeah, like he, that?
1: He got definitely paid in a way that they would assume they would be con- you know contending he, with Damian Lillard.
0: He'd play with a bunch of porcelain dolls.
1: Yeah. Uh, For that money. We'll take
0: it. Uh, So James Harden, mess. 76ers, mess. Is James Harden causing the Sixers mess? Partly. Are the Sixers already a mess, even without James Harden? Yes. Um, But expand it further. Open up your mind. I promise this is not Illuminati. Oh, Ken's just trying to make something out of nothing. How absolutely blitheringly stupid is it that James Harden has done the same thing Damian Lillard's done this season. As Theo rightly pointed out, though, Damian Lillard has done it much more professionally, has never publicly uttered a single negative word about Joe Cronin, who is holding him hostage and dealing in his feelings and out of pettiness, which is why the trade hasn't gotten done with the Miami Heat, leaking things to Adrian Wojnarowski to try and diminish the value of a very good, very valuable Tyler Hero desperately trying to get any team to offer anything for Damian Lillard. And teams aren't staying away because Damian Lillard just wants the Heat. It's because the Blazers are not willing to accept the fact that the value they're going to get for Damian Lillard is not what they believe they should be getting for Damian Lillard because Joe Cronin waited three years to actually do something like this. And so the trade value diminished to a point because he's 33 and he has a big contract that you missed your window. So the Heat are giving you the best offer. They're going to continue to give you the best offer, but Joe Cronin's in his feelings. He feels bad. It's so stupid. And Damian Lillard is the one who fans have come down on, who media have come down on, and who the NBA has come down on. That's the mess. The NBA and how they've dealt with this offseason, that's a mess. To you, on the day James Harden went to China to torch Daryl Morey and the 76ers, what's the current biggest mess in sports? What is the current biggest mess in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. On social media, at KLV1063. To you, what is the current biggest mess in sports? 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. There's a lot to dig through across all spectrums of sports right now. But, Theo, when you're thinking mess, you're thinking, oh, this needs cleanup duty. In fact, Stone... I think, I mean, it's been a big summer for, for films. Oppenheimer, nuclear fallout, mm. toxic mess. I do think, I do think that what James Harden has done to the 76ers, it is, it's pretty appropriate. And this is, this is nuclear bomb level stuff. <laughs> Enjoy your MVP, Joel. Wow. As it stands. My I- Honestly, I think that uh, even without Dame pieced together, the Heat over under for wins right there with the Sixers with no James Harden. Mm. I, I I think it's That's, in that discussion. First of all. In that discussion.
1: First of all, and we're talking biggest messes in sports currently. Mm-hmm. Um, that Dame Lillard situation is going to be up there. Number one for me right now As I get ready for this NFL season. Um, it. Look no further than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look no further than what exactly in the hell they're prepared to do for this (laughs) upcoming season, because I still can't put a thumb on it. I have a buddy that's been covering the Bucs camp and this quarterback competition between uh, two Goliaths in the industry. Uh, Kyle Trask, Mm -hmm. who was a backup quarterback for three seasons at Manville high school in Texas uh, behind the King and Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall pick at one point, um, who was a college superstar and a promising NFL A Cleveland uh, hero for a while. Cleveland hero for that one year under Stefanski when they figured some stuff out, and he, what, 10-win season for the Browns? 11. 11, I'm sorry.
0: You, you realize you are talking with Baker Mayfield's I'm, number one fan.
1: Yeah, I forgot we're at Baker Hub over here.
0: And by the way, we debut uh, Stone's new segment, still unnamed Wednesday, yeah. um, as he breaks down the Buccaneers quarterback competition, Baker Mayfield and Kyle really? Trask. Really? This watched, is going to be weekly? He, it's going to be weekly through the preseason. Here's my
1: thing. All right. Limited edition. And I get, I get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation where you just left the championship window and you're starting what appears to be like a fast rebuild or reload. I'm not sure what it is, but you have too many guys on this team who this is their career right now. This is their, the, the, the twilight right now. This is their last chance to try and win something. And I'm just shocked that to this point, we don't see any trade rumors around guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We don't see trade rumors behind all of the defensive guys they have there that Todd Bowles is leading. Uh, I think they still have Shaq Beard, right? They still mm-hmm. have uh, Levante David. Mike Tannenbaum,
0: our NFL insider, told us Friday: Look out for that Bucks defense. That Bucks defense could could give them eight, nine wins but, potentially. But, I mean, that was
3: verbatim, Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, and that's that's cute. I mean, who, that's cute. Ooh. ooh, I like the spicy. But
1: let's get let's get serious about this. Like number one, it, it's easy to say, okay, the defense will win them some games, right? And the defense can play very well in the first five, six uh, weeks of the season. But when they keep getting put in bad spots because of pick sixes by Baker Mayfield, uh, poorly ran drives, three and outs over and over again, there's only so much a defense can do in the NFL. And the back end of the season is what I'm more so worried about because once you get past week seven or eight and you're two and five and you know that the offense has no shot of scoring 20 points every time you go out there on a Sunday, why would I, uh, defensive end Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Nickel Nickel uh, corner Tampa Bay Buccaneers backup safety why would i be still giving 100% 100% and 10% in the NFC which is kind of open but also you have no shot cuz you have no quarterback right. and the offense is going to stink
0: do you don't think the the Buccaneers can at least plow their way no. into a potential week like 13 still in the discussion terrible NFC South i
1: why would i believe that What has Todd Bowles as a head coach shown me to make me believe that, number one? Okay, not much. All right. Uh, Number two, what has any combination of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask shown me? I saw what Tom Brady was able to do with this team just last year, and it wasn't that inspiring on offense. Why would I think that? downgrading the Baker Mayfield slash Kyle Trask will give me anything more.
3: It is the most lackluster quarterback battle in the NFL, right? It, I don't think it's a battle any longer, and I'm not doing that because I'm a Baker guy, but, I mean, we can stop mentioning Kyle Trask. I think at some point, as the preseason kind of hits, it. it oh, Someone is really pack.
0: ready for his debut segment breaking down the Bucks quarterback position here. We're the only show to do it in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast like, on a Wednesday. Like,
3: we're professionals, okay? We can stop mentioning Kyle Trask. That's, That's what can they do call that. a tease in the business. We're allowed to do that.
1: No, we can't.
3: Because I've can watched,
1: uh, no, he can't. In the same division last year, I saw Baker Mayfield have a job and lose it. So, why would I stop mentioning the backup quarterback?
3: Well, it was to a guy like Sam Darnold, who is not Kyle Trask. And I, again, we're talking about garbage upon garbage but, upon yeah, garbage. But but
1: Baker but, didn't lose his job because Sam Darnold looked so promising. Baker lost his job because he stunk.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, I'm saying Sam Darnold's viable. A few things. One, <laughs> I, I think this has less to do with the Bucs and Baker Mayfield than it does that NFC South, the entire division. Like, it's garbage in itself. That's like, a, it's a d-
1: mess. It's a bad division, but think about the other teams in the division. At least they have a clear direction. The Panthers have a good defense and a young generational quarterback, they hope. They hope. And they yeah. have a new coaching staff, and they're trying to, they're trying to make some waves, right? There's a renewal. It doesn't renewal. sound scary at all. There's a renewal of spirit yeah. there, they're, and they're at least younger. Like, the Bucs are old and bad. They're old and bad. Yeah, all of your good players are like on the other side but then, of thirty. There's
0: Derek Carr in New Orleans, right? But you get Derek. But at least he has big muscles now. <laughs> oh, I saw Carr's that over the yoked. weekend. He's yoked up. Derek is yeah. yoked. New
1: Orleans is always competent. Cool. Their defense is good too. They are in the latter end of their primes. But you still have a guy like Chris Olave. Maybe uh, when Alvin Kamara's down beating people up, he can come back to the lineup and do <laughs> I, something. I
3: think the guy Michael Thomas still plays in the NFL. I'm Michael not sure. Thomas
1: doesn't play. So I don't. I don't believe it until I see it. And then, I mean, yeah, Desmond Ritter. I was about to say with the Falcons. Xavier <laughs> hey.
0: Howard, hey. friend <laughs> of Ken Levic life flat out did not know who, who who Desmond Ritter was when they had the joint practice. practice, the joint practice yeah. uh, in Miami Gardens last week. Yeah. Like, did not know. Like what number is him?
1: Oh my God. Excuse, or is he?
0: Excuse me, who's that? Yeah, who is that? I don't know. I don't know who Desmond Ritter is.
1: Yikes! it's bad. All right. They they don't have a good quarterback, but at least they have some like young promising athletes on the outside. You got Bijan Robinson in the backfield. You got a good run Hearing game. Hearing Theo Arthur go Smith, through the
0: NFC it's South. Getting worse. It really, I'm... it really does expose how trash <laughs> it's bad, bad. It's that bad. division
1: is. It's a Holy. terrible division. Good Lord. It's yeah. a terrible division, but it's headlined by the fact that there's a serious team with real vets who have a Super Bowl rings. who are going to be playing for either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. And it's, that's embarrassing.
0: Uh, to you, what is the current biggest mess in sports? Mine is the NBA, the way they've handled this offseason, and how in the world James Harden's getting away with all his nonsense, and Damian Lillard's the villain of this entire thing. And for Theo, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got you have legit talent on this team, and uh, your offense is run by Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. What is the current biggest mess in sports? 888-760-3776, 888 888- seven six zero three seven seven six and on social media at KLV one oh six three eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six to the beautiful, beautiful city of Jupiter. That's where we find Brian on Ken levick Alive what's up Brian?
2: Hey uh for me right now after Friday Friday night's debacle would be the uh Miami Dolphins because the you know the starters get hurt. You know, if that's what we have to rely on, we're, we're in pretty bad shape. It was not
0: good. 19-3 uh, to 3 with really no highlight uh, whatsoever was, was rough, and I appreciate the call, Brian, and I agree with you. That said, let me read you a list of the notable inactives for the Miami Dolphins on Friday night, and I told Stone this Saturday, this is what kept me from watching more than two and a half minutes in full of the Dolphins Friday night in their preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons, okay? Here are the inactives. Tua tonga Bradley Chubb, Kader Kohu, Jalen Ramsey, Trill Williams, Javon Holland, Tyree Kill, Jalen Phillips, Jalen Waddell, Jeff Wilson, Xavier Howard, Keon Crossen, Brandon Jones, Raheem Mostert. That's just the first line hmm. of inactives for the Dolphins. On Friday night, Taron Armstead, Zach Siler, Christian Wilkins, Raquan Davis, Duke Riley, Jerome Baker, Andrew Van Ginkle, all guys who play significant time. None of them played. All right. So I get it. That sucked. I don't feel badly about the Dolphins after Friday. I feel badly for the people that paid money to go watch the Dolphins play in a preseason game against the Falcons. They saw Mike White and bad. Like, that's what the preseason is for, is to play your bad, get a sense for what bad can play, and then you move on. Uh, You cannot, with those names I just mentioned, you cannot, in good faith, sit here and say, oh
3: God, the Dolphins are screwed. Like, sorry, ain't doing it. Yeah, I think, one, it's no secret the Dolphins have no depth. Like, if you're a Dolphins fan, you're supposed to go into this knowing we have no depth. And that's how a lot of teams are constructed, right? You look at the Rams who win a Super Mm -hmm. Bowl, like, there's no depth there. A lot of these teams have no depth. It's just how it works. It's how you construct a team. you got to pay all these players a lot of money. So, I I think, as a Dolphins fan, you should gear your mind more so in the fact that we know they have no depth. So, don't judge them for that. The staff knows there's no depth.
0: But when they're healthy, they're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So, you've got to... I saw a lot, and this was what bothered me Friday, too, catching tweets from, uh, from, from Dolphins reporters, from Dolphins media. Uh, the Dolphins clearly don't have an offense without Tua. We saw it last year, and we see it again with Mike White. Is Mike White good? No. But you know what didn't help Mike White move the ball on Friday night? Uh, no Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Like that stuff matters, guys. Or offensive like, line, don't get, right? Like, don't no Taron Armstead. Yeah. Like this stuff matters. Like, don't get so. But this is why I've gone again on, on a one-man crusade against the preseason. Training camp is just an injury fest. Yes, guys need to get their work. You pick and choose. Mike McDaniel has been handling it perfectly. Tyree Kill, when he needs work, he gets work. Jadlin Waddle, when he needs work, he gets work. When Tua needs work, he gets work. I don't care if I don't see Tua in one single preseason game. I don't care if I see Tyreek Hill in one preseason game. I don't care if I see Jalen waddle in his hip, and by the way, it seems like he's okay, in one preseason game. I don't care. I don't care. What I do care about is week one, okay? That's all you should care about. Stop freaking yourself out. There's no need to do that.
3: I'm going to let Dolphins fans in on a little secret here. When you, uh, when you find yourself a franchise quarterback... You do this thing that uh, you're supposed to do as a coaching staff, and that's uh, generate an offense around that guy, mm-hmm. create a scheme for that guy. Right. So uh, putting out tweets and, and being reporters that are saying, God, without Tua Tungavailoa, oh this God. offense can't move the ball. This well, offense with Mike White is screwed. You, you would almost hope that was the case because if there was a guy competing for Tua, it, just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. They got every single piece on this offense that you rattled off on the inactive list for Tua Tungavailoa. It was constructed for him to be the driver. Of this bus, and, and and that's it. There's no other way around it. So if the backups aren't playing well. I mean, uh, they're, they're backups. I mean, they're not supposed to be on the field. They're not going to no. play this season. I don't know. So it's not actual. It's not hard hitting journalism. It is just. Uh, I don't know. Twitter X. It's just yeah. The use of the app. Just
0: don't freak out.
1: Are they going to play this weekend?
3: Week I three? don't
1: know.
0: I don't know, and I don't care. Honestly. Yeah. And will I watch it? Sure, sure, but only for show purposes, <laughs> so that people don't say, "Oh, Ken, Ken, bad sports talk radio." They he's don't know watching. ball, but I, I, will watch it, and the whole while telling myself
3: none of this stuff matters. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't. And then there's the Ravens, right, who have won 24 straight preseason games, haven't right. lost since 2015. Uh, congrats, I mean, Harbaugh ball knows out. what he's doing. Ball in out.
0: Like the the Tennessee Titans allowed Justin Fields to go three for three for 129. He in not their preseason it. game this Don't week. Don't word it like that. Allowed him. Yeah, do like word it like that. How many air he yards threw, were those? He passes. threw He threw a 64, and I did the math on this, a 64-yard touchdown pass to D.J. Moore that went two and a half yards in the air. Yeah. Okay? So stop. I think he had six total air, air yards in his preseason game. Like, like 129 or whatever. The green
1: game was going stupid.
0: So just stop. Loved it. Just stop. And you know who's going to play a lot this season for the Bears? D.J. Moore. Yeah. The Dolphins literally played nobody who's expected to make a significant impact for them this year, except out of the backfield. What is the current biggest mess in sports? That feels good to get off my chest. I'm glad that happened. Thank you for that, Brian, because I had been that had been pent up mm. and I needed to unleash that. Stop caring about the preseason. Leave that to Mike McDaniel, Brian, and Jupiter. You keep doing your thing. You go to, you go to Publix today. Uh, you enjoy yourself, some grocery shopping, go to the beach, hang out, and do not worry yourself with Mike McDaniel and the job he's doing because we're only one game into the preseason, okay? Just everybody breathe. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. The biggest mess is currently in sports. Me, the NBA, how they've bungled this offseason. You got James Harden doing whatever he wants, blow-torching whoever he wants, and nobody says a peep. But Damian Lillard, after 10 years of undying loyalty to the Blazers, says, uh, I want out and I'd like to go to the best-run team in the league. And he's a villain, and the NBA piles in on him as well. That's a mess. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what a disaster. Look at that quarterback room. Theo says that is an abject mess. To you, what is the current biggest mess in sports? 888 760 888 760 3776. And you can get a hold of us on social media at KLV 1063, the current biggest mess in sports. He's Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
2: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening
0: to Ken LaVecca Live on ESPN 1063. Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Do we have um we have fancy stuff for that? Oh yeah, we do. Stone, hit the fancy stuff! Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire.
1: If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now
0: at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. That is fancy. The AP College Football Top 25 is out. All right. Uh, There are three SEC teams in the top ten. They are Georgia, LSU, Alabama. Okay? Okay. Georgia 1, LSU 5, Alabama 4. The non-SEC teams are Michigan, who got two first-place votes. What do people see in Michigan, whether it's the coaches poll or the AP poll? How are they number two in both polls, and how are they getting in the AP poll, especially two first-place votes?
3: What am I missing? I I, I guess just the Mm. recency bias, right? They just beat the Bucs. So I would imagine, right, they have the uh, leg up on them at the moment. Blake Corum's returning. I don't know. That's the only two things I got. I mean, they they lost to arguably
0: the worst college football playoff participant in the history of the college football playoff in TCU. Whatever. All right. Uh, Ohio State at three. They have a first-place vote. I buy that more than I buy Michigan's two first-place votes. Yeah. Uh, Then you have USC, future Big Ten school, Penn State, future USC rival at seven, Florida State at number eight, Clemson at nine, FAU opponent in week number three, and Washington at number 10. So your non-SEC are Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Penn State, Florida State, and Clemson, as well as Washington. Theo of those teams. Who has the best chance to beat the SEC teams for a national championship? Florida State. Florida State?
1: I would say Florida State because they have the dynamic quarterback who can go on that Heisman run and have that magical season. Um, Obviously, we've seen it from Michigan to be in it, uh, and they've gotten throttled by Georgia. That was, what, two years ago in the Orange Bowl?
0: They've never made it to a national championship game in the college football playoff era.
1: Yeah. I just can see Florida State. They have a lot of talent on defense as well. And then Jordan Travis, I mean, he's got weapons on the outside. I think he can have a Heisman-type campaign. He was just inducted, riding the wave of just being inducted into the ESPN West Palm Top 63 Hall of Fame. He can have an incredible season and and, and make that thing happen.
0: Uh, Stone, which non-SEC team, whether it is Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, Washington, has the best chance to beat an SEC team. For the national championship,
3: if it's not Ohio State, it's USC, and there's no other answers. I mean, you're talking about a guy in like Caleb Williams, right. who's I think head and shoulders above Jordan Travis as it stands. Right, we got to see they the guy perform. They they, gotta of course, defense. they got to play defense, but Caleb Williams can put up 50, right? So if they're going to win a game 50 to 42, so be it. That's what they can do. But I think USC has the firepower to do it. That's true.
0: Pac-12 on their way out. The uh, the weakest Power Five conference. The answer to that is yes. Uh just in case you were scoring at home. Yeah, if you were scoring it.
1: That'll home. be nice for the Pac-12. Send them off with an Eddie. You know? Send them off That'd with be the epic. Pick. Yeah.
0: It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Who <who'd> to <it> be? <laughs> the Big Ten would absolutely claim it, by the way. Uh to you, what is the current biggest mess in sports? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 Social media at KLV 1063. If you're just joining us, uh the NBA. The way they've handled this offseason, the way that fans, media, and the league alike has vilified, only threatened punishment against Damian Lillard for God forbid trying to put himself in the most uh, 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 the the most advantageous position possible to win a title after being endlessly loyal to a rudderless ship that is the Portland Trailblazers. It's disgusting. The whole thing's disgusting. All while James Harden does the same things Dame Lillard, uh, Dame Lillard has done, request a trade, try and pick a specific destination. Uh, but James Harden then today goes and flames the 76ers and GM Daryl Morey while making a an appearance at an Adidas show in China. Uh, it's been the story of the day in sports, and... It's just James being James. That's what he does. Oh, man, that 76ers organization. Oh, that's just Harden. But no vilification. It's just, oh, well, we've seen this before. The NBA, crickets, quiet. It's disgusting. It's totally gross. It's a mess. And I feel badly about Adam Silver because I've held him in high esteem, but this is not good enough. This is not good enough. And then there's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, says Theo, who, I mean, they've got a collection of talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball in the worst division in football. And who are you going to war with, A quarterback? Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield? Oh. Oh, boy. To you, what is the current biggest mess in sports? 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. For the second time today, we go to Jupiter. That's where David is on ESPN 1063. Hi, David.
2: Hey, yeah. Uh,. uh... Two things, the, the, quickly, USC is going to feast on the Big Ten when they are in the Big Ten and are probably going to be way better than the, the old USC that they were before. Interesting. That's I'm going to write this down. I'm a Notre Dame fan.
0: Okay, David and Jupiter on 1246. This is August 14th. 14th. Uh, this is your bold prediction about next year's USC, and oh, it's, good.
2: It's going to be ugly as a Notre Dame fan. I, I I don't want to see it, but the biggest mess in sports, I grew up in Indianapolis. I've always been a Bears fan, but mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts and Jim Ursay are the hottest mess <laughs> in sports. They got thrown under the bus by a terrible, last year he was a terrible quarterback, and Matt Ryan said they were a hot mess. But on top of it, this whole Jonathan Taylor debacle and what Ursay's had to say about him, they really need to get rid of SA and transition to some better and more stable uh, ownership because they are a flaming hot mess.
0: Yeah, story. I think that's a good one. And Matt Ryan, who's never said anything controversial at all, and appreciate the call. Uh, could you find where he where he called them a hot mess stone? because uh, Matt ryan Matt Ryan called his time with the Colts a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And it was over the weekend. I cannot remember where he said it. Uh, but Matt Ryan never says anything about anything. He is the single most living, breathing milk toast that exists.
1: Yeah. Um Just a and, nice guy. And he said it was a, a bleep show.
0: Oh, he did. He did say it was a bleep show. Yeah. Did, did it does it say where uh where he said that a um, publication it was?
1: He is now an NFL analyst for CBS Sports, and it, I'm guessing it, he must have
0: It was to the Athletics Josh Kendall. Got okay. it. To the athletic. Um so CBS's Matt Ryan tells the athletic that his time with the Colts was a bleep show. Jim Irsay, I think, I like the way David put it, they need more stable ownership. Not in the ownership is constantly rotating or there are people moving in and out. No, the owner is actually unstable.
3: He, he, he is. Jim Irsay is, is a crazy person. I think what he just pulled off yesterday or this morning, whenever he'll put out the Tom Petty lyrics, I mean, we're in unprecedented territory. What did he do? Right, right, right. And this is, I'm surprised <laughs> neither of you had heard oh, about wow. this, but he tweeted out, or said to somebody, he, he referenced a Tom Petty song. Free Falling? Um, I'm not quite hey, sure. That's the only one
0: ever anybody ever referenced.
3: I'll find it. But it was something, it was obviously, it wasn't even a subtweet. It was a tweet towards Jonathan Taylor. And it was uh, referencing a Tom Petty song. So Jim Merce, unstable, it's pretty accurate. I'll so find it. So he's subtweeting Jonathan Taylor...
0: No, he said he tweeted at him. He tweeted.
3: No, it wasn't at him, but oh, okay. it was, no, was clearly him. not a subtweet. It was a lyric, and we all knew what it was about. Yeah. So
0: he's, he's subtweeting Jonathan Taylor um, with, with Tom Petty lyrics. This man has nothing better to do. Hey, he's worth millions. Yeah. He has nothing better to do? Like, come on, man.
3: He's the worst part about <laughs> all of this. Or what would what, what you get? So he... he uh, He tweeted lyrics from the song Crawling Back to You by Tom Petty. Uh, Most things I worry about never happen anyway. That was 18 hours ago, which are the lyrics to the song Crawling Back to You.
1: So most things I worry about never happen anyway. Mm -hmm. Is he saying like the contract extensions never happen?
3: (laughs) I mean, I have no idea what he's referencing there.
1: Jim Ursay is obviously a mess. And the thing I hate the most in all of this is, if there's one thing that Anthony Richardson, my goat, (laughs) the quarterback I said would be the best out of this class, needs, it's a place with something, not just stability, but competence. And I was thinking the the Colts might be heading in that direction when they drafted Anthony Richardson and and uh, and you know he already had Michael Pittman out there. He had Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, a good defense, solid O line. I thought Anthony Richardson was being put in a place where he can compete, grow, develop. This is like the opposite of that. And I'm a little nervous. I saw the interception in the preseason. I know you're not supposed to overreact, but if he's not performing on the field and he's probably not getting what he needs at practice, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm nervous about my Anthony Richardson take. So I'll say that.
0: Uh, you know what is, uh, what's what's not a mess? Well, once it gets fixed, you're breathing, you're snoring, mm. all your issues with your nose and throat when you go see Dr. Neil Goldhaber. com. Dr. Goldhaber. I, I have not talked to him. I wonder if, uh, if, if he went down to old Lone Depot Park yesterday to see his beloved Yankees. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that mess in a second. Five runs in the ninth, and he got burgered. By Jake Berger and the Miami Marlins. Other than that, though, hope you had a great weekend, Dr. Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. He will put all his baseball woes behind him and focus on your ear issues, your nose problems, your throat concerns, your snoring. He does it all. He helps you and he's got well decades under his belt. He is based in Boynton Beach. He is the ENT extraordinaire. He is Dr. Neil Goldhaver. Stop suffering. Stop living in silence with your suffering. Stop 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 sitting there and settling for something Ah, it's my life. Like, hey, just it's congestion. It's what I do. It, you know, whatever. It's always been like that. It doesn't have to always be like that. You can get those things fixed. It's why Dr. Goldhaber decided to get into the business that he has gotten into. He loves to help people and uh, loves to help them do the most basic functions like breathing. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, GoldhaberSinus.com. It's that easy. GoldhaberSinus.com. Go in for your consultation, and you're going to have a door to a, a new world open to you things that uh, there, there are people that have for decades sat there and said, oh, I've used the nose spray. I've had the snoring problems. They see Dr. Neil Goldhaber. They allow Dr. Goldhaber to help them, and all of a sudden they're living a life they never thought was possible. He is a true, and they are a true success story. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com. It's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. When we come back, another mess, and they reside in the Bronx. Oh, is was yesterday hilarious. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm
1: Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN
0: 106.3. Hey, if you love the movie The Blind Side starring Sandra Bullock, I got bad news for you. Ugh. Seems like the story that inspired that, that feel-good story of Michael Orr, was all a lie. And he got taken advantage of so that Sandra Bullock's real-life inspiration in the movie could just get rich with her husband, Shocking. This from ESPN in a 14-page court petition. The former NFL star Michael Orr alleges that Sean and Lee Ann never adopted him, instead, tricking him into signing a document that gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. Think about how much money, forget his career, how much money they made off that movie.
1: The movie to enrich
0: themselves.
1: The foundation, all the
0: goodwill. They became celebrities. Holy crap. Well, if you love The Blind Side, you might as well just go break the DVD over your knee, <laughs> toss it in the trash, cancel your Netflix subscription.
3: Ugh. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus, actually. This is a good opportunity for you to uh, throw in there a blindsided, you know, joke pun something. Oh, we oh, blindsided. Bl- Man, The Blind Side, that movie, and
0: this this revelation from Michael Orr. Didn't see that coming.
1: I like it. Okay, I got one. Uh, eh, thank you. Eh. It's going to be hard to turn a blind eye to these accusations.
0: Yeah.
3: It's <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this devastating news makes me just want to take a deep sigh and close my eyes. <laughs> that was, I don't know what, what I feel. I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching.
1: <laughs> uh, I am reaching. I don't know whether to be sad or ashamed.
0: On, man. What's that? I don't know.
3: It's what that is that or, we- or like Michael. Orr. Orr. Come on! Oh. Dropping gems. And you yeah. giving us the all misdirection on that. <laughs> ah. You gotta emphasize the or. I said
0: or,
1: but it, I guess it was hard to. All right. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Oh man.
1: Um, okay. If you like jokes like that, I I got more of them coming this Sunday. You want to hear about that? Yeah, sure. I got you know I got more of these one-liners uh, plus some uh, on Sunday. At the Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC hosting South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia show featuring amazing vendors with something for everyone. You can also enjoy free admission, free parking. There's prizes, there's great food and drink options all in the air-conditioned comfort of the PBKC right up on the second floor. Come kick it with me and J-Mart We'll be broadcasting live from the PBKC Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. on ESPN 106.3. And while you're there, you can catch all the exciting OTB racing, poker action, big games, and other great stuff out of PBKC's super sports TVs. Go to PBKendleclub.com for more info.
0: Man, the way that we got bamboozled and never saw this coming from this couple just feels like a big old Miss
3: I liked it. That, that's the one right that there. Was I think
0: it. That was redemption for whatever I tried to foist upon you last
1: year. Yeah. Time, you know? That was a great one.
0: Uh so yesterday, if you missed it at Lone Depot Park, uh, it was the Marlins down seven to two going into the ninth inning. And seven to three, I'm sorry, going into the ninth inning. It was seven to two going into the eighth. That's when I decided to stop paying attention to the game, is when I saw on my phone that it was seven to two going into the eighth inning. Uh, But then the Marlins suddenly found a way over the New York Yankees to win the series. It was an epic five-run ninth for your Miami Marlins, and it sounded a bit like this. The biggest plays, a pitcher error, a triple from Luis Reyes, and then the Jake Berger Gabe winner. This is what it sounded like in succession on Valley Sports Florida. Here comes Ground ball knocked down by Holmes Throws to first And he throws it wide Two runs will score And a tapper back to the <laughs> Oh bottom. the Yankees Seven to five
2: But wait there's more
0: Fair ball Down the line Melissa Wyatt is just making wide. contact to 370 and he, now. Here he comes!
3: No throw! Two RBI triple! The Marlins tie it up!
0: 2 1. That is a time!
3: Jake Burger is the hero! The Marlins come all the way back! 8 7. And it's a Marlins win!
0: Ha! Ah. Makes you feel great, doesn't it? It's not only the high-flying Marlins staying alive in the wildcard race. It is the New York Yankees just continuing their season-long face plant. They are now 13, count them, 13 games back of the AL East-leading Baltimore Orioles. That's impressive. Makes you feel good. Now, you want to hear something funny? Want to hear the sad call on Yes Network? Oh, man. This is Michael Kay and Paul O'Neill. This is the sad baseball call of the Marlins completing their five run ninth inning comeback on the New York Yankees yesterday on Yes. And the pitch. And that'll do it. Arise will score a brutal, gut wrenching loss for the New York Yankees as the Marlins win eight to seven. Improbable, unbelievable, inconceivable, and absolutely devastating. Wow. Uh, up. I mean, no, go. I want to hear Paul O'Neill. He possibly could
2: again. The Yankee bats came, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, a ninth inning. you just got to have to question. I mean, Berger is their hotter hitter. One of their hotter hitters. Uh, why you don't set up a double play, give yourself a chance. I don't know. Why, Aaron? This is a terrible loss for the New York game. And oh. it's the
1: first loss leading by four more runs in the ninth inning. Since 2011, wow, so oh, 12
2: years, and Berger does it.
0: The Marlins making history no as well. The, the Marlins making history. They beat the Yankees in a fashion the Yankees haven't suffered in 12 years. Oh, you got to love it. Oh, man. You know what's even better than that, though, is looking through social media and seeing all of the posts from the sad Yankee fans. All of them.
3: I I mean, there are millions.
0: I watched the replay of the burger hit like 17 times just so I could see a different Yankees fan in the crowd either throw a cup or throw their hands in the air or look despondent. Oh, it feels great. And you know there was so many. I mean, there's just so many down there. It was a sellout in half the ballpark is Yankees fans. Go home sad. Go home sad and make Ken happy. (laughs) Oh, man. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. A Dog Blade Monday on the way. A weekly tradition for all of you in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.